0: We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and try to radicalize your seven-year-old cousin. Boy, oh boy, uh, I'm excited about today's episode because I have one of my favorite guests. I I thought that it had been years, but I realized that we we already recorded an episode earlier this year. uh, Hell yeah. uh, Returning... (laughs) Uh, to talk about one focused topic, no longer talking about a bunch of trailers, no longer talking about general Scooby Doo lore. We're talking about Jungle Cruise, and it's Aaron Dahoney. Hey, Aaron.
1: Oh my goodness! Hello, Ross. Happy Thanksgiving.
0: Happy Thanksgiving to you. Look, this is coming Gosh. out a few days after Thanksgiving. We're recording. On the hallowed turkey day itself. On the
1: day! Such a delightful way to start my day. Your shining face. We're going to talk about Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Talk about some enchanted flower petals and a very <laughs> charming, a trained jaguar cat who is just so sweet.
0: Uh, totally. There's no way. I didn't look this up, but there's no way that that was a real cat. What? It Was it real?
1: I hope it was a I hope it was a person in a motion capture suit like when oh. they when they shot cats. That's, <laughs> I hope yeah, it, it was Taylor was Swift. <laughs> it was Taylor Swift.
0: Also, I just looked it up. Yes, uh, it was a stunt actor named Ben Jenkin.
1: So Whoa. Um, great.
0: But yeah, so we're talking about Jungle Cruise, the uh 2021 movie. Um uh you can watch it right now thanks to uh, Disney plus day, <laughs> you can watch it on Disney plus now. Um, and this came about cause Aaron, I wanted you back on the show. And I love when I ask a guest if they have something they want to watch and they're like, eh, not really. So then I get to finally pick a movie that I'm interested <laughs> in. Um, so did you before this have any relationship with either the movie or uh, I don't know if you're a fan of like the ride itself or Disney world and stuff like that?
1: So I didn't know anything going... I I went into this movie not knowing anything about it. Um, Is it a movie inspired by a ride, by a Disney ride?
0: Yeah, so this is following in the tradition of, uh, you know, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, the Haunted Mansion, different Mm -hmm. Disney rides becoming movies. Funny enough, they actually tried to make this movie back in 2003, like right after the first Pirates movie, And Uh they just like couldn't get it to work. And uh, I watched this with my boyfriend and I turned to him and I said, I think they're trying to make this the next Pirates. And he said, no way. And then we watched the movie and I think I changed his mind on that.
1: They totally are, especially with the way it ended. Like I could, because I mean, this, I, for the record, I loved this movie. I watched it once for the podcast and then I watched it again, just to really absorb it and like get, prepared to talk about it because I think I think it was just one of those like when did it come out? Was it like a summer hit? yes yeah, so
0: it came out uh oh god what well, it came out at the end of July and it was that thing where they released it in theaters and then they also did the like Disney plus premiere access thing that I don't know anybody who's done that still but uh uh-huh. <laughs> that was kind of the MO
1: Cause it's just I mean it's perfect if I was, I'm not going to be with family for Thanksgiving, but I am going to be with family for Christmas. I'm totally making them watch Jungle Cruise. <laughs>
0: like, I love this. Because like, it's just
1: like, it's a fun romp movie. One question. Okay, Ross, sure. I got a question for you. So, I answer. So Emily Blunt, love her. Fantastic. Amazing in this movie. Um. Moved, moved feminism like a millennia forward. <laughs> yes, yeah, she
0: she preceded, I guess, in the history of this movie, wearing pants by fifty years. Sorry, uh, uh, Mary Tyler Moore.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Disney's Mary Poppins, right?
0: Yes. So she was uh, Mary Poppins in Mary Poppins Returns, and mm-hmm. it's funny that you mention. Uh, Mary Poppins so Emily Blunt didn't want to do this movie for a while because she was so exhausted from doing uh, Mary Poppins
1: all of all of the stunt work involved in Mary Poppins
0: yeah so she she worked on Mary Poppins 2 and A Quiet Place Part 2 back to back and so I started filming basically right after that uh, during the pandemic I believe that actually was filming and she turned it down a few times, being like, guys, this is too much. I'm exhausted. And she finally signed on because uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson was like, hey, be in my movie, please.
1: <laughs> Come uh, on, Emily, be a be a team player. Be yeah, a like,
0: Come on, I'll give you some of my tequila. And she signed on.
1: <laughs> Wait, OK, so I guess I, that's totally understandable that she was very, very tired from filming all of those big movies. But so does do both of her characters exist in the Disney cinematic universe? I mean oh. like is there any crossover? That's what I was thinking. I was just like, wait, when does Mary Poppins returns happen?
0: This is yeah. wow. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay, hold on. So <laughs>
1: let's do the math.
0: <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. Cause Mary Poppins and I guess Mary Poppins returns, I think I think they take place like right after world war II?
1: Mm-hmm. i think and then cause... jungle cruise was it gave us a specific date but it was like a couple years before the great war or yeah
0: it was like
1: yeah i think actually i think and it was the like main the antagonist of, you know german guy in a submarine <laughs>
0: prince Joaquim, who apparently is a real person
1: i believe it i yeah I, done more like background research on how much of this was actually inspired by true people
0: no so i think i don't know why he was the only real person in this i guess because they figured if they're gonna do some like world war one type Mm -hmm. villainry, that they might as well get have a real villain but uh unlike in the movie where prince joaquin dies by having a giant rock fall on him um Uh he, he uh He actually killed himself because uh, he uh, his dad like took back the throne from him. Wow. Yeah. And he became a commoner.
1: Did he end it by pulling a giant rock onto himself? Like, did he do like a Looney Tunes trap and make? (sighs) Unfortunately, (laughs) I think (laughs) it.
0: I think it was one of the more uh, you know traditional sad suicides. Is this too dark? (laughs) It's Thanksgiving.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, we'll get it back. We can, we, we can we'll get it, it
0: back. We're not joking about suicide also. Around? We're joking about how, th- for some reason, Disney chose this as the villain in, in a movie. But in their defense, I don't think this is technically a kid's movie because it's rated PG-13. But like, Ooh. I don't know. There's nothing. There's no sex in this. There's no drugs. Like, uh, there's kind of weird portrayals of Native people at points, but better than the ride
1: better see i've never been on the ride can you tell me about the ride
0: yeah i would i would be honored to tell you (laughs) so so the whole deal with the ride is it basically is like um the the jungle cruise that uh the rock aka frank wolf gives at the beginning of the movie
1: frank wolf
0: (laughs) (laughs) where basically he uh like points out dangerous stuff makes puns and the gag is that you go on a jungle cruise everybody Uh, gets on but not everybody gets off nope not everybody survives and (gasps) it's just kind of like a silly jaunt through the jungle you see a lot of animatronics and disney recently removed there used to be a lot of like really outdated and racist portrayals of like different native cultures from uh from africa and south america and so they replaced them with i think probably closer to like uh the houghton's uh just kind of like explorers that are in over their heads and kind of like running away from and escaping uh uh-huh. like animals and monsters and stuff. So mm-hmm. they, they're trying to like flip it a little bit and realize that yeah we 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 really fucked up with this ride from <laughs> <I'll take> the book.
1: <laughs> Sorry guys.
0: Yeah. We won't do it again, we promise.
1: Oh my gosh. Well thinking about like going on a ride, like it's it's, it's funny because the movie, the credits, I, I like to watch movies with the subtitles so I don't miss anything. Of course. The first thing that comes across the screen is soft instrumental rock music playing. And I was like, Ooh, consider me sold. This feels like it was because it was a very like metal movie at some points. Like, the really, I, I understand why it got a PG 13 rating. Because there were some scary parts and um, it was just very rock. Like all of like the battle scenes and stuff. I don't know. It reminded me of some like gladiator movie.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think the thing that really stuck out to me while we were watching was like, they really built a story. Like it could have just been like a a boat ride of some kind and like stuff happens along the way. But like this whole lore about the tears of the moon tree and Uh like how this... Jungle uh has a curse on it, and it like drags e- f- uh, f- uh, explorers back. like I think yeah. like I think that once that started happening, it clicked in my head that oh, jungle cruise could definitely become a franchise of some kind because like, oh yeah, if they dug all of this weird and interesting lore out of the first one like it's you know it's gonna it's gonna happen like five Uh more times
1: it reminded me of um atlantis the lost empire the way it sets it up like you know all the crazy history enchantment stuff that happened like hundreds of years ago and then it fasts forward to oh someone making an academic presentation about how to find it oh wow where have we seen this before
0: this is very similar to a presentation that a lady professor gave to us many times.
1: <laughs> okay. I got to talk to you about all of the men being outraged at the idea of a lady because it really, they <laughs> me of like it was like a crowd of Statler and Waldorf's. Like, I know that that's probably what Disney was going for, but just the way that they were all like, rah, 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 like, so. <laughs>
0: well, it's very much like the Hamilton feminism where it's just like, like, Include women in the sequel. And everybody goes like, yeah. And that's like it. <laughs> that's all they do.
1: Gosh. I'm sorry. I'm pulling up the other notes that I took. Cause I knew, there was something about, oh, it really, I, I just loved watching Emily Blunt this whole movie because she's fantastic. And not only the fact that she's like um, Mary Poppins and all of that, but like she, so the scene, where she sneaks in and she steals, you know, the heart, the arrowhead, what's it The arrowhead. The arrowhead. And um, you know, she's sneaking around the the library and the storage and everything. And then oh no, she gets caught and like she's got to make her grand escape. She uses um the sliding ladders like the yes. books ladders in such a badass way I was like oh this is like this is like Beauty and the Beast but if Belle was like you know
0: did anything
1: (laughs) for death stakes (laughs) yeah
0: well that I think like seeing that it kind of started clicking like oh this is gonna be like actually something like there was actually good action scenes like good fighting um Mm -hmm. and yeah it was just exciting to watch and again Every actor in this is fully committing. Like, it is not just like casting yeah. a paycheck thing. Like, let's just go down this list of actors. We have Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Emily Blunt. We have Jack Whitehall. We have Jesse Plemons and Paul mm-hmm. Giamatti.
1: Paul Giamatti. The moment he appeared, I was like, I think that was when I was like, oh, soul. Like, I <laughs> love this movie.
0: <laughs> um, could not tell you what voice he's trying to do or what at all he's doing but like the fact that at a point in the movie he like all of his stuff gets destroyed and he looks to the water and goes Frank I'm like okay (laughs) great this is goofy
1: sidebar from Disney lore have you ever seen the movie Sideways with Paul Giamatti
0: never in full I've seen a bunch of clips are, okay. Do you think that this is relate? This is in the. I think I think that.
1: <laughs> <universe>? <laughs> Pardon me, I think his Jungle Cruise character is just his character from Sideways years later. <laughs> sideways, he's all he's um this guy who's like life is falling apart, and he's like a wine reviewer or like a wine connoisseur. He does something with wine, but um yeah, like this just seems like the logical conclusion of where he would travel back in time, mm. back. World War One somehow, and just have like you know his line of cruise boats in where's the port? Where does that all take place?
0: Uh, that's a good question. Uh, South America? Question mark? Yeah, I I think it's supposed to be like Brazil-ish, but it was shot (laughs) in Hawaii. Uh
1: Uh-huh. I think they're really good at like vaguely picking a geographical point. You know, they're just like, oh, we're we're not gonna say where it is, but.
0: Well, yeah. well, I appreciate that they just don't say a name instead of coming up with like a weird fake name like here we are in uh Crabalia or something like that,
1: yeah, making up a whole country.
0: Yeah, cuz there's like some French, there's some Italian. I, I there might be Irish at some point in there and then just like uh, Disney's just treading as lightly as possible with uh yeah. the exact location. But I think uh, and I don't have any research to back this up so uh jungle cruise uh the ride itself uh it is in uh different parts of uh you know uh disney parks but i think the look that they're going for is disney's animal kingdom which the whole plot of the park as a whole is like you're an explorer and you're in this you know far and distant country You could call some parts Africa, you could call some parts South America, you could call some parts like Asia to an extent. And so I think they're kind of building off of like that amalgam that they already have created and just like plastering it into this movie.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm thinking it was (laughs) I was laughing so hard. I thought of you when they first introduced the Rocks character because he has like, you know, his boat of people and he's taking them around and he's telling them like the urban legends and stuff. And then he starts doing so many bad puns. And I was like, oh my God, this man is a sociopath. He has trapped people on a floating open mic. Who would do this? <laughs> like, I was just, I was cracking up. I was laughing so hard at the puns and they continued the whole movie. I loved they went it. On
0: the whole movie. It's also, I never get angrier than when people like groan at puns because puns are good. And I'm tired of it being like, a, oh my God, that's so lame. Like, Wordplay is really hard. <laughs> and if you could just come up with them over and over again, you're a cool person. And that's me Ooh. just trying to make a case for myself.
1: <laughs> I'm really excited uh, to to see this hill that you will are willing to die on, this pun hill.
0: <laughs> I, I will always die on a hill. Like, puns are not laugh out loud funny, but like something clicks in the brain where you're like, yeah, I see you. Yeah. Game recognized it, game.
1: It feels good. Like, there are... When you when you put it all together to understand a pun, your brain is healing. <laughs> from... well,
0: did did you ever take like a uh, like a foreign language in like middle school or high school?
1: I took Spanish in high school.
0: So I I vaguely remember that when I was learning Spanish in high school and like I learned Hebrew for a while in school, like there would be a point where kids would be able to make puns in another language because like you just heard the the sounds enough that like you could put those together and like that's that's smart shit
1: that's yeah i could i could see like you you learn a language to be able to communicate effectively but once you learn how to make jokes in another language that's leveling up and you're like oh my gosh you get you get excited about it all yeah. over
0: <laughs> and what's fun is you cannot replicate those jokes in any other language or explain them to a person without there being like a whole dry explanation like well so linguistically speaking this is how <laughs> this works
1: this regional dialect <laughs> um
0: oh my gosh. i'll also say about this movie i i heard before i had seen it that there was an openly gay character in it and i feel mm-hmm. like for years P, uh, uh disney has been saying like this is the first like gay character in a movie this is the first yeah. gay character blah 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 but like this was definitely the closest and most overt and
1: yeah. although
0: uh our pal McGregor kind of sucked at first, he, he like had a full arc. He like
1: That's you the could, brother, McGregor.
0: Yeah, McGregor Houghton. He like legitimately learned how to be brave to like defend himself and kind of yeah. stand up. And like I just was not expecting that at all.
1: Me neither. I mean, I really, yeah, that one scene where, you know, McGregor explains to, I know, I know he's Frank Wolf, but I'm going to call him The Rock. (laughs) Yeah, no,
0: that's understandable.
1: Mr. Captain The Rock of the Jungle Cruise. But yeah, that scene where he explains like, oh yeah, no, Lily was the only one who was there for me when I, I liked, I mean... I can't decide if I liked it or not when he was explaining, Oh, a very nice lady wanted to marry me, but my interests lie. uh, My interests were elsewhere Mm -hmm. goes elsewhere. And McGregor goes, yes, elsewhere. And like, that was the closest, you know, that was the closest Disney would get to saying like, gay. And then running away.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, I I'll give them credit because I feel the little bit that I know about, like, old old gay history is that like at this time period like you could like nobody could really say the word it was always like that man like has a a a softer handshake or some shit like that yeah and I I don't know I'm kind of okay with that uh because then like once they kind of said that then his character kind of stepped up and was doing more because I guess uh-huh. the movie realized, oh, we have to compensate and not make him just like be like my dinner jacket.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my gosh. That's the thing. It was like all of the. Wait, also, let's talk about the scene where Mr. Captain The Rock is throwing his luggage into the river. Like yeah. he can't bring everything on the boat. It's. He could have very easily just put it aside on the pier. He was chucking the guy's very nice luggage. Into that. Luggage, no reason.
0: Beautiful luggage. The during that scene, I was like, I kind of want that luggage, and my boyfriend was like, Yeah, it's pretty good. I
1: want it too, Ross.
0: Um, and also, uh, I just realized we're not talking about a very glaring and important part of the story, is that the Rock's character Frank Wolf is over three hundred years old.
1: Yes. Yeah. I did not see that twist coming. That I like. I. I think I fell off my couch, and I was just like, "Oh my goodness!"
0: <laughs> I did not see it coming. My boyfriend was like, "Yeah, that that was very obvious." And I'm like, "Okay, I guess I was just oh, enchanted." Was it wasn't by obvious the story. for
1: me? <laughs>
0: well, it, in hindsight, it is. So, okay, so the whole we were hinting at the lore before. So, basically, uh, three hundred years before this movie takes place, these explorers are, are just the latest in the group of people who are looking for the tears of the moon, which is the the tree of eternal life in this universe. Um, mm. And so really interestingly, like they show these like French and Polynesian explorers going to this native tribe and like basically killing them and like really threatening them to find it. Uh-huh. And so this tribe puts a curse on them, which makes them uh, yeah. forced They to... were,
1: they were helped by the tribe. The tribe saved them right. and then trade the tribe. That's why their asses got cursed because yeah. they, crossed
0: them that's right and and the curse is basically they have to always be within view of the river or yeah. they they have to be like very close in proximity um mm. and so three of these the some of the villains of the movie they kind of get trapped in a cave that was set by uh the rock and so yeah. they basically turn to stone because there was no river water around them uh uh-huh. and then the rock now is a jungle cruise uh, skipper because he has to stay close to the river.
1: Yes. I I really liked that scene where he was explaining it because he like he really he like built a village, he set up a society. He's like I'm haunting. Friends. Yeah, like that sequence where he's like I made friends, I lost friends. He like builds a cemetery and everything. I think that's what got the PG 13 rating that it's like very, I mean, Disney it's always touching on the subjects of like death and eternal life and life after death and everything. But I don't know something, maybe it was because it was live action and like, very well animated that it looked so real. We need to touch on the haunted conquistadors also. <laughs> oh, of
0: course. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, so that was like the former group that uh, uh, The Rock was a part of who became like obsessed. Yep. These conquistadors are obsessed with finding the uh, the tears of the moon and they are being really mean to The Rock because he they're angry that he betrayed them by sympathizing with the natives that they were brutalizing.
1: He stopped, yeah, the rock stopped his leader from killing the daughter, remember? Like he was about to like go after her and then the rock stopped him and it was, what was it? A brother's blade cuts deepest or something. Mm Very very metal. This is what I'm talking about, Ross.
0: Yeah, you, well, that's metal. But then in my head, I was thinking the Cheryl Crow song, "The First Cut Is the Deepest."
1: <laughs> Get out of here! I, they're
0: the, they're pretty much the same in my in my eyes. I feel. Oh yeah, it's pretty similar. <laughs> uh, but sorry, was there was there a specific aspect about the uh, Haunted Conquistadors that you wanted to touch on?
1: Man, where do I start? Uh, <laughs> because it it happens with. Um, Prince Joaquin finding where they're trapped you know, he brings the little eyedropper of the river water and he's like, ooh, is this what you wanted? And like does like, you know a little dropper of water on them and what is it? The main guy comes out, he's made of snakes if you're scared of snakes, you'll be scared of this movie.
0: It's very gross
1: There's another conquistador He's made
0: of bees The What? He's made of bees
1: Bees? The com the combistador. <laughs> a com <calm beastador. laughs> <laughs> like, At that point, at that point, I paused the movie and I texted the family group chat and I was like, we gotta watch this movie. There's a congistador made of bees and he fights the rock.
0: <laughs> <it's> yeah.
1: Like... <laughs> um, and then there's also like the the jungle itself, like the tree branches are coming after um what other stuff? There's just, like, every every aspect of nature is, like, attacking, you know, the good guys. But...
0: Yeah. Oh, and the the other guy, because I'm trying to f- remember all of them. There was another guy who was, like, covered in frogs. That was his thing.
1: Thank you. Yes. It's always... I feel like it's always a trio of bad guys, like, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, like Home Alone.
1: <laughs> what, like what?
0: <laughs> like Home Alone.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: It's the exact same thing. Uh, yeah, no, sorry. I didn't have anything. I was just going to like keep talking about how delight. and here's the, here's the thing that I'm uh, confused or not confused about, but concerned about with this movie. Like I had such a good time watching it, but I can't tell if it's like good or just like the campiest and silliest thing that Disney has made in years.
1: It was, I think what makes it good is how camp it was. Like the word camp came to my mind when I was watching it. And I was like, oh, these are all, I've seen almost all of these actors in incredible dramatic roles. And they signed up, they signed the contract with Disney and they were like, we're going to make this so ridiculous. So like good versus evil, silly, you know, um, I don't know. I loved it. I'm a big fan.
0: Yeah, and and I think part of what got me so confused early on is we touched on the CGI a little bit. The CGI, like, they kind of don't try that much. Like, some of it looks very good, but a lot of it, you're just like, this is so colorful and, like, just 90s graphics, but in an endearing way.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: And I was just so, like, locked in on that. And, like, because it started off, like... I, I've been interested in watching this for a while, and part of it was, like, irony of just, like, oh, my God, like, I need to see what the Jungle Cruise movie is. But then uh-huh. as it went on, I was like, okay, okay, Whoa, oh. That's a character yeah.
1: development.
0: Like, I'm following everything that they're setting up here.
1: Uh-huh. It's funny, because, like, you watch, it really reminded me of Atlantis, The Lost Empire. It also reminded me of um, Road to El Dorado. Mm. And what? else like another
0: well that's a that, that's a big thing is that like we were talking during and afterwards that like i could tell that this was very much an homage to those types of like explorer movies that aren't really made anymore but like um, i've never really seen a lot of them so i don't really know what they're referencing like if you want to reference like indiana jones maybe it's uh-huh. kind of like that but you mm-hmm. know all like these westerns and stuff from like the 40s were like it was just can we go into these native areas and just find the treasures that behold us? Like yeah. I've never seen those like real ones.
1: It's funny. Cause jungle cruise, it hits those typical, it's like going down a checklist because like, you know, Oh, they, they are, they want the boat and they got to steal the boat to get away. So it's like a fun, like chase scene. And then they finally like get away down the river. Um, what else? And then like, Oh right, when? Because I was I was wondering if there was going to be a romance between Emily Blunt and The Rock. I was just because, like you know, oh, they're constantly like at uh, what you call it, opposed to each other.
0: Yeah, like Frank keeps <laughs> lying to her, and she keeps like getting pissed and being like, seriously, like yeah. now you're lying about this.
1: Uh huh. It's um, yeah, it hits those those tropes. There was another trope that just escaped my brain. It'll come back, but. Well-
0: so, I I was trying to figure out how they were going to end this movie, too, because once it was revealed that uh, Dwayne Johnson was immortal, my uh-huh. first thought was, okay, I think they're going to end it by, like, uh, Emily Blunt's going to leave eventually, like, they'll have a romantic time or something, a tearful goodbye, and then subsequent movies are going to be him with, like, different partners every time, kind of like Doctor Who, and, like... They go oh, on different adventures yeah. with different people, but then it just ended with him. he's now a, a regular human again, so I guess they're going to go yeah. on adventures together
1: uh-huh i mean i'm excited i hope it's i hope it's river based adventures, but maybe i don't know yeah <laughs> but i really like let's let's talk about um when he actually, oh oh, a, a plot hole. Let me. <laughs> oh,
0: of course.
1: Okay, let's 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 go to the moment where um you know they're actually plucking the petal, like the tears of the moon, and it's what is it? They get the arrowhead in place, um, and then it's very confusing.
0: About, I don't understand it's how very this works.
1: Confusing. Like they're translating it, and they're like, oh, you can't mend a heart that isn't broken and then they open up the it's not an arrowhead it's a heart oh my gosh but then so they get everything in place and then the the tree only blooms when the moonlight is shining on it right yes and then, it's very high stakes that they get this petal because oh no the moonlight is going away and they're acting like this is their only chance to get it but they could have just waited until the next night.
0: Like. Yeah. But and also the, like, I don't know, they were going to die. Like, it seemed pretty like we got to, we got to just get this before yeah. we all die.
1: It's the part, the part where I went, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> is when, you know, the rock, for anybody who has not seen the movie, um, you know, the rock heroically steers the boat. And stops the river water. And so all of the enchanted conquistadors get dragged back into the tree. Horrific. The what? Horrific. Horrific. Yeah. Like it's
0: the, it's, there's a lot of gross stuff in this movie. Like the, cause the one conquistador is like, it's worse than torture. And then you just see it happen to him and you're like, oh, well fuck. Fuck.
1: Yeah, they're they're frozen and there's like snakes and stuff coming out of his face. I mean, that does sound terrible because my understanding, they don't say this explicitly in the movie. My understanding is that they are just alive under there and they're stuck like that. And like to be trapped and aware does sound like hell.
0: Yeah, Um, I see. We disagreed about that because I thought it was like, oh, they kind of go into a coma or something. And like just knowing that they're trapped. And then my boyfriend was like, no, they're definitely aware
1: They're alive, yeah, and they can't do anything, which you just, like, would lose your mind. Mm -hmm. But, okay, so then the rock is also frozen. He sacrifices himself, and, you know, Emily Blunt, she has her tearful, like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to miss you so much. She puts, they worked so hard to get this pedal, and she puts the pedal on him. She could have used it to save people. The whole thing, her, you know, driving goal was to get the pedal to, like, revolutionize medicine and cure all these diseases. And then she uses it on him, and it frees him, super happy. Like, I do love that scene. Like, the soundtrack is really well done. She realizes that he's alive and everything. Um, But then, okay, so, like, they're all hugging, they're all embracing. And then the moonlight shines again, and the tree blooms again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so problem solved.
1: So... (laughs) So what I'm saying is the villains did a terrible job because they were like, this is our only chance. They would have a chance every night. I think the tree blooms every time the moonlight shines.
0: Which I guess according to this world, it happens multiple times a night that the moonlight just kind of comes back around.
1: Yeah. Like it really depends on the cloud pattern.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um and But then it ends with uh, they go back to the snooty place and they're like, hey, we're just here to let you know that we're not going to join your club, even though now you really want us.
1: You can shove it up your association.
0: <laughs> I chuckled. I was like, that's good.
1: I was, yeah, that was pretty good. I could see, like, if you're watching this movie with little kids, I feel like they would be like, oh my God, he almost said ass. Like, well,
0: it's, it's like the exact same moment as in Spy Kids when uh carmen says oh shit taki mushrooms
1: i remember that so clearly (laughs) so clearly oh my goodness yeah i
0: that i i can forget people's birthdays uh and notable events forever i will never forget oh shit taki mushrooms (laughs) (laughs) ever um so here's my question like as, as we're like wrapping up I have no idea. I'm excited for a sequel. I have no idea where they're going.
1: I think... Okay, first of all, we got to talk about their outfits in the final scene, too. The Rock... (laughs) Listener, dear sweet listener, picture, if you will, Dwayne The Rock Johnson in a plum-colored velvet or wool, I don't know, full suit, three Mm -hmm. suit. Like, they're in, like... 20th century London, yes? Yeah,
0: like 1920, I think, is the year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, but the thing is, he's in this ridiculous outfit, complete with matching maroon top hat. Like, he walked onto the screen, and I was just like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, I want to see him on a red carpet in that exact <laughs> outfit. I hope Disney let him keep that suit.
0: <laughs> he better. Well, because no other actor could ever fit it.
1: <laughs> exactly. It- Imagine how custom-made that must have
0: been. And I don't know about you, but watching this, I was like, is this going to be my Halloween costume next year? (laughs) Get out of here.
1: One of my favorite things about how the movie ends, that final scene, is um, because there was a lot of, all throughout the movie, every time, you know, Emily Blunt and The Rock uh, bickered back and forth, I just went, straight people. Like, it was very, (laughs) like, very hetero- Um, man and woman arguing about driving because so much of it was how are you driving the boat and like you know just bickering in that stereotypical way and then the final scene is her teaching him how to drive and he's really bad at it so also
0: driving on an active road for the first time not like let's go to a side street because we're in London and there's nothing around yet
1: Yeah, right? I know. She took him out in, like, the busiest, most dangerous place.
0: And it's, like, the old days where, like, there are cars and pedestrians on the street at the same time.
1: No lines, no traffic signals, nothing. No,
0: nothing. Uh, You know what's wild? Queen Elizabeth was, I think she was reigning during this movie.
1: I believe it. That's
0: crazy. (laughs) That's so wild.
1: Wow! Or she I
0: existed. I don't. She might have not been like reigning because she's one year old. I think, but that's wild that she was around. Like yeah. her, her and Betty White existed at this movie, and also in our time right now.
1: Man, oh my goodness! Incredible. That's I mean, it was. I feel like that. Um was probably an opportunity for the animators to put in, like, their own Easter eggs. Like, as it zooms out and you see all of London, like, they probably put stuff from, like, other movies into it. And you could... I don't know. I want to talk to people who worked on that movie and just be like, what did you sneak in? Like, there's yeah. oh, something silly there. <laughs>
0: this podcast, so much clout. We could easily get the people behind this movie on there. <laughs> uh, I also want to... I just want to see, like... I yeah.
1: just Peter Pan and Wendy like fly by or something, you know.
0: Yeah, they I mean they probably so this movie definitely takes place before Bedknobs and Broomsticks cuz that takes place during World War II. Uh-huh. But yeah, I I th- I have no idea when Peter Pan takes, but it's just like so many Disney movies just take place in oldish England. Yeah. Yeah. Like turn of the <laughs> century, that's they all like it.
1: Vaguely old-timey London is a mm-hmm. great a very popular setting. <laughs>
0: It's great, but yeah, I have no idea where the where the sequels are gonna go. But I guess it's kind of like uh, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, where they just kind of like kind of find other different like little myths and just kind of really build it out and make it insane. And yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to that.
1: Uh-huh. With these, I remember I remembered the trope that I was trying. To oh, remember. please! <laughs> all of, like all of the checklist. Uh, river adventure things that they go through almost going over a waterfall. That was one of those like oh. moments. Yeah, where it's like, oh no, like is it gonna and then, you know, he's the great jungle cruise uh director. He's a great driver. The boat, um I'm sad that the boat got destroyed at the end. I really was I don't know, something about how like janky and <laughs> like uh ill repaired it was
0: yeah i'm sure it's gonna be a thing related a lot to the boat yeah like they're gonna have to get a new boat uh and maybe they'll go up the river Thames because they're in london now and (laughs) they'll be she'll be like we're gonna get a proper boat and he says i know just the one and he finds like an equally janky one (laughs) that's my guess
1: i think i think word for word that's going to happen in the sequel.
0: Great. So when number two comes out, you'll come back on, maybe we'll see it opening night in theaters together.
1: <gasps> I would love that. We,
0: I'll, I'll come down was... to Atlanta. <laughs>
1: yes! Ross, it's a date.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. I can't wait. Um, and also interesting fun fact. So, um, uh, Jungle Cruise is one of the most expensive movies ever made Uh, I have a list. It's not adjusted for inflation, so it's a bunch of movies from the past (laughs) 10 years. But Jungle Cruise is tied for 45th most expensive movie with a bunch of other movies. Um, So it was made for $200 million on par with, uh, let's see, other movies that came out this year. We have Black Widow, Eternals, The Tomorrow War, the ninth Fast and Furious movie. We have a bunch of different Spider-Man movies. We have the hobbit movies we have monsters university there's so many movies on this list titanic titanic and jungle cruise cost the same amount of money
1: oh my god yeah oh my goodness both Uh, uh, (laughs) i mean i was emotionally devastated by both for different reasons but
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's true a boat got destroyed in both movies
1: Good good for Dwayne the Rock Johnson being in Fast and Furious 9 and Jungle Cruise this year. Like, that's... Man. And
0: also, another movie on the list for Most Expensive, that movie Red Notice, that I don't know a single person that's seen on Netflix with, like, Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. So, mm-hmm. good for him. Uh, also, the only interesting fun fact that I could find on IMDb about this movie is that this is the second Disney movie where Dwayne the Rock Johnson makes a joke about peeing in water, and that's why it's warm.
1: Is it race to which mountain?
0: <laughs> Great guess. That was recommended right on Disney Plus when this movie ended.
1: Yeah, which it I, was like, up and okay. I was like, what?
0: <laughs> no, this is uh, Moana. He makes the exact same joke.
1: Wow, I completely forgot he was. Uh, what Maui? His name? Maui. I forgot he was Maui and Moana. Oh, my gosh. Good for The Rock. Get that Disney money.
0: Yeah. He's... I love The Rock. Like, he's great.
1: Who doesn't?
0: (laughs) Because, like, everybody... People are starting to turn on, like, Terry Crews in terms of, like, very, very strong men that are in Uh everything. But Uh I can't... You could be like, oh, I don't like some of the movies that The Rock is in. But you can't be like, ugh, The Rock sucks. It's like, no, he's... So yes. charming. Just He's, let him yeah, do it. Yeah, he seems
1: like a pretty delightful person.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> but, uh, Aaron, now is the part of the 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 show where we rate and review it on a scale of zero to five. You've you've been here before, but I think I guess this is the first time that you're formally rating something. Because uh, I don't think we re- uh, like formally rated for Scooby Doo.
1: We didn't. Oh, how exciting!
0: This is very exciting. So, uh, you know, it's a scale of zero to five. You can be as specific and minute. Uh, with your uh, rating as you'd like and your number, so what? What would you like to give Jungle Cruise today?
1: I'm going to respect your scale. If I could give it 500, I would. <laughs> but <laughs> I would totally give this movie a five, um, just because. Wow! It knows what it is. You know, it's not. It's not trying to um, promote any falsehood about like you know this is a this is a, a serious movie. It's ridiculous. It's so over the top. Um, and everyone commits. And it had, you know, it had a perfect bookend of Paul Giamatti scenes, you know. We saw him right at the top. You don't yep. see him again the whole movie. And then he just pops up at the end and he's like, you scamps. <laughs> you silly river cruise scamps. Oh Frank. Oh Frank.
0: <laughs> um you know what? I'm, I am I try to write down my score before we start so I don't get swayed, but, like, I've had such a nice time talking about this movie and thinking about this movie, I'm upping my rating a little bit. So, I will be giving Jungle Cruise a score of 3.665, and the reason why, because I kept thinking, like, I really had a fun time, but I don't, like... I don't know how many times I would like watch this over and over again. Cause if I give something a four or a five, I'm like, this is great. I'm going to turn it on a lot. And I had a good time with this, but, uh, actually looking at some of the other scores that I've given this movie, uh, am I about to change my rating again? <gasps> I think, Oh no. Oh no. I think, <laughs> I think I am. Cause okay, I'm doing it. I'm giving I'm giving Jungle Cruise a straight up 4.
1: <gasps> That's did?
0: I'm I'm doing it. It's Turkey Day. We have to be thankful. I'm thankful <laughs> for this movie. Uh, so, I'm giving it a four, you're giving it a five. That gives it an average of 4.5, which on our scale puts it. This is a. It's in between two very weird ones. So, it's in between the uh, Fairly Odd Parents Special Channel Chasers and the uh, anime show One Punch Man. So, congratulations to Jungle Cruise for being there. Uh, in, in terms of more noteworthy ones, Jungle Cruise is pretty close in terms of ratings to Coraline and Newsies, so I think that's really interesting. Right behind uh, Beauty and the Beast and School of Rock, so good company, Mm -hmm. definitely higher rated. Uh, Aaron, thank you so much for coming on and watching the movie twice. Uh, Is there an is there anything that you would like to plug today?
1: I would love to plug um, kid flicks. You know, (laughs) (laughs) true sweet. I, I always have so much fun coming on. And I, I've i mentioned this before when we were doing the Scooby-Doo um, breakdown, but I watch kids. I still watch kids. I can't wait to watch Jungle Cruise with them.
0: <laughs> like, I'm so excited in a few months to see you. Just, like, have a bunch of, like, Jungle Cruise merch. You start a rival podcast where it's, like, <laughs> the Jungle Cruise minute where you watch one minute every week.
1: <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm starting on a dark journey <laughs> that will...
0: Yeah, you're not going to regret that at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, you're, you're a delight. I, I love having you back on when you're in Philly or if I find myself in Atlanta. We have to hang out because, gosh almighty, uh, it's always a delight. Uh, but uh, that is all for today. We will hear you in a fortnight. And go, go, Gadget, end show.